Welcome to the WAN show. I promise that I'm late for a good reason. Um, Are you gonna say what it is? I <laughs> just well, okay. So actually, I know I always end up like doing a bunch of videos last minute on a Friday because yeah. I didn't get them done earlier in the week. Yeah. But this this week we actually did a bunch of really cool videos that were very very time consuming. We did a build guide for the first time in since Anthony. Wow. So this is the first one I've done in like over a year because yeah. Anthony did our last one. Okay. So we did a build oh, guide. Linux, yeah. It's like a value AMD yeah, gaming build guide. So like. People are gonna, you guys, you guys are gonna love it. It's great. That's cool. We converted my garage into a home theater, so that was pretty sick. Like, Is it you, staying there? you got, ah, uh, I'm on the fence. Okay. So, okay, okay. Think of it. Okay, now you, now we're getting into the discussion. <laughs> you know Sorry. what? Okay, well. One second. Wait, <coughs> what's going on? Why is this? Why is there? We go. All right. <clears throat> so, basically, there's a couple reasons for it. One is that it gets whoever is enjoying a movie away from kids who make noise. Ah, okay. Yeah. And also, right. kids who are sleeping away from movies that make noise. Right. A, right? Okay. Yes. Number yeah. two is that, see, it might be a little bit early, but once autonomous vehicles and car sharing mm. are really ubiquitous, I think people are going to be converting their garages yeah. because they're not going to have cars anymore. To things, doesn't it? Like, whatever. So that's a trend that's that cool. I'm like... I, I want to be on the on the the, the forefront, you know, okay. the razor's edge. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. You know, capturing back. Because I don't know if you know this, but when you're shopping for whether it's a house or condo or whatever the case may be, the developer doesn't actually get to count garage space as square footage of the building. Mm -hmm. So, oh. So basically, I am salvaging back, like another, you know, 200 square feet or whatever yeah. of house. Yeah. And all I have to do, because I've already got insulated walls on the outside of my garage, okay. all I have to do is put like a heater in there or like take out the insulation on the, the like, insulated inside walls, walls were in there when you know? we were working there, right? Yeah, but it was cold because there was no heat. Yeah, but what I was going to say is it wasn't that cold. It was pretty cold. It was pretty cold. You'll but if run you like, warm, dude. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna say, like, if you did put on a big jacket or something, you're pretty all right. Ed had one of those heat dishes. Oh under yeah, his desk, he did. <laughs> pointed at his groin. Okay, he was keeping his gonads from freezing, literally. <laughs> okay. So all right. You know. <laughs> that's fair. You know. Okay. So we got a great. But okay, you had, some, you had some. Yes, Right. Right. And yeah. and last minute. We planned a trip where I'm going down and doing two of the most exciting collabs ever. Okay. So I'm going to be down in LA next week, um, and we're going to be working with Bitwit on nice. the collab where it's my wife versus wifey sauce. Oh, nice. Build challenge. Uh, all they get to use are their husband's videos for how to build a PC. And I'm going to let you guys in on something. I tried to cheat. Um. I tried to cheat, and it ended up not working for me. Oh. So, you know how we had discussed, you know, maybe what I should do is I should do a new build guide. And like, you just filmed a new build guide. Mm, different one. Okay. So, All right. uh, also, did I shoot, wow, did I shoot that other build guide this week, Nick? Do you remember? I think that was last week. Last week, okay, whatever. The point is, um, it wasn't that one. It was the POV build guide. Because I had really thought, like, from a first-person yeah. perspective, might have been really nice for her. Yeah. That one's not going to be done in time. Ah, uh, okay. So it's not going to be up. That's she's, interesting, She's going to have to go dig through the archive to find useful videos <laughs> on how to build a PC. Maybe she'll watch Anthony's. Nice. Um, 
That's kind of funny. So, so yeah, that's really cool. You and we're doing a second collab, this time with iJustine, and we're finally doing the Premiere versus Final Cut Pro editing challenge. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So, so is Terran still editing? Terran, so this has a ton of moving pieces. Yeah. Guys, don't blame any of these people if they don't end up participating. There's a thousand reasons why okay. someone might end up having to bail, and it's like, I'm sure it's nothing personal because everyone wants to participate. Okay. But this is like the greatest crossover since, you know, okay. you know the Avengers meet Superman or whatever. All right. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be me. You're editing? Oh, no, I'm just like hosting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, heavens yeah. no. That's all I was like, what? Me, Taryn. Uh, I don't know if you're supposed to mention other people yet. Oh, really? I, I'm not sure. But Does it matter? They're confirmed, but like, I'm, I'm I already saying. For, like the sanctity of the competition, you're not supposed to mention it. Oh. oh. Maybe that's not the case. That was what I had heard before. I don't even but, know all of them, though. Like, does Taryn know? Uh, well, he doesn't watch Wan Show. Yeah, I know. But yeah, like, oh, I, okay, I'll just mention one, okay? Yeah. I'll just mention one. So, uh, I'll be there, Taryn will be there, Justine will be there, Nico from Corridor Digital oh. is planning to be there. What is he gonna edit on? He's not editing. Oh. Uh, can, I, can, can I mention whose video they're editing? No. Oh, okay. Not. Oh, okay. So I can't mention that. Okay, whatever. The point is. That makes sense. It's going to be freaking awesome. Um, okay. Oh, I, oh. Anyway, it's going to be awesome. So it turns out I'm going to be out of town Exciting. for a long time. Uh, wait a second. Our, That's, oh, right. Uh, with Kyle. I don't remember the name of it for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, but he, he used to have Bitwit. this segment. Awesome sauce. Oh, I know that. Uh, um, forever a Kyle. <laughs> he used to have this segment. <laughs> New TV. Uh, that, no. Awesome hardware. They play, I think it's normally Counter-Strike against each other. Yeah. But they have these cards that they can play against each other that are like nerd sportsy style. Oh really? Like, like handicaps? Oh, you, yeah, you have to like wear Hulk hands and I'm gonna like kill you for a while in Counter-Strike. And it was, I used to love watching those. So, while you're down there. Wait, did you say Kyle? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he did that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, Are you sure? I don't remember what it's right called. Now. 100%. Huh. Because huh. uh, uh, he would go against wifey oh. sauce. That was their whole thing. Alright. Um. Oh, I'm guessing Nick is here to promote an LTTstore.com oh, promo. Yes. Is that why you're here? Yeah, of course. Alright, what do we have, have this week? Have done the intro yet to the show? We have not done the intro yet to the show, but that's okay. We can do your promo first. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, oh, wow. So we've gone and put this shot at the very top of the store. That was very helpful and <laughs> considerate of us. Um, should we put someone, should we put a different picture as the first one? For the under, are you talking about the underwear picture? Yeah. Maybe I like, that's, what do you that's think? Part of the promo this one? Week. This one? No, no, I know, but maybe just like, you know, just a shot of like underwear instead of me half naked. Oh, yeah, we can do that. I mean, we sure. don't have to. If you just want to look at that every time you go to LTTstore.com, you probably I go mean, there more than anyone else. Well, actually, I don't go to the public store very often. I think there are a lot of people that go there more often than I do, and they appreciate it very much. Do they? <laughs> all right, all right. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Every night. Um, you can, you can, oh God. So guys, the promo this week is uh, buy a three pack <laughs> of underwear and get an LTT water bottle for hey. $9.90. $9.90. Really? Is that what you said it to? Because it's a percentage thing in the back end and they can't do points of a percentage. Okay. So $9.90. So it's, it was supposed to be 10 bucks, but you know what? The, this dime's off on me. Yeah. Uh, 67% yeah. off. Yeah. So buy underwear, get water bottle. It's It kind of makes sense for us to promo the underwear because we just got another shipment. So we got a big shipment and we've seen a real pattern in the underwear where people buy one package 
and then they come back and buy two more packages because nine is the right number of underwear to have if you do your laundry every week. Get it? Buying packages? Sorry, I'll move on now. Oh. Maybe a lot of people buy with this one and try them out. Maybe sometime between now and Christmas we'll have more deals on underwear. Oh, will we? Where you can buy even more deals. Really? Buy even more underwears. Really? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah, we'll you see. didn't read that email that I sent you. So no problem. I did read the email. I just read it at the beginning of the week. It's, <laughs> my, it, it's in and it's out, Nick. It's in and it's out. Uh, all right. So our main topics today are AMD Ascendant. Ryzen 9 3950X reviews are in and the 3990X has leaked. Uh, Project Nightingale. Google apparently collected the health records of 50 million Americans without Hooray. their knowledge. What's the, isn't that a charming Great. thing to do? Yeah, what else fantastic. we got? Uh, I was actually on Bitwit's page trying to find those videos, which I don't think he's done them in a while. So Unless you maybe imagined them. I don't think I did. Uh, um, but maybe Floatplane exclusive? If they're not like super performing well on channel or something, which is maybe why he killed it, I don't know, I'm mm. not sure. Or ran out of ideas, or I have no idea. Um, maybe I ran out of ideas. Apple launching 16-inch MacBook Pro with a new, old, better keyboard. Yeah. Also, the Motorola Razor foldable phone for 1500 bucks. Yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. <laughs> After the intro, though. Bye. Temporarily. Comic Garage, Squarespace, PIA. Are we live on Twitch? Yep. Not YouTube. I just tried. It's not there. Yeah, We're so whispering. That's, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, huh, that's weird. Yeah, how, is, how is the stream on, on Twitch and float playing, guys? Yeah, we're, uh, so on YouTube, it says video output low, and it says we're live, but it says the stream health is, oh lordy, it's set to unlisted. Well, we'll go ahead and set that live now. <laughs> Herpeter, all right. <laughs> so why don't we move right into the... That's my bad. The big thing that happened this week. I mean, obviously, a lot of you guys watching out there would have already watched our review of the 3950X. Did you watch our review of the 3950X? No. You need an upgrade, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... I can't play... It's great. I can't play the new COD and stream at the same time. No, you can't. Not without a 3950X, you can't. Well, I don't know if I necessarily need that, but... I can't with my current processor. It's only $1,000 for a CPU. Oh my Canadian, God. Canadian, 750 US. I don't want uh, to And that's that assuming much. you can find one because these things are gonna be moving like hotcakes. It is so fast that it keeps up with Intel in lightly threaded, like single threaded gaming situations. And it's got 16 cores. It has 16 cores. And the thing is, it's funny because compared to other parts of AMD's lineup, it actually doesn't look like a great value. So compared to the 3900X, although again, that's assuming that you can even find the thing in stock. Here, let's go ahead and uh, 3900X. I think that's around 500 bucks. Yeah, so 530 bucks, assuming you can, you can find stock of it. Um, you know, the, the 3950X doesn't look like a great deal because it's like another $250. Like you're paying another 50% more for just 30% more cores. Right. So you could look at this thing and you could go, oh, well, this thing, this thing sucks. It's a bad bargain. 
But then when you compare it to Intel's lineup, <laughs> so let's go grab, you know, let's grab Intel's flagship consumer CPU, the 9900KS Special Edition. What? That thing's not $1,000. What am I even, oh, forget it. That must Amazon? Just, yeah, Amazon. I don't know. Uh, okay, so let's look at the 9900K. 480 bucks. Well, that one's only got eight cores. So now all of a sudden, if you compare AMD's top of the line to Intel stuff, it looks like a downright bargain. 581 for the KS. 581 for the KS on Amazon. Uh, Newegg was derping. They must just be out of stock and not yeah. want people to order it or something. Maybe they don't know if when their next allocation is coming or something like that. But like, that's incredible. Yeah. Like when you have a flagship grade product and it still looks like a bargain compared to your competitor. Mind you, that's their competitor's you know, flagship product or whatever. But even if we look at like a 9700K or something like that, like that's more like what people actually buy. So that's, you know, eight cores without multi-threading or hyper-threading, excuse me, as uh, Intel called it, without SMT, okay? So that's eight cores for 319 bucks, but they're slower cores. Yeah. And no SMT. So like 3950X, Looks like a like a like an almost you know linear price to performance increase depending on what you're doing. So there's a lot of things that aren't going to benefit from having 16 cores in a desktop, and there are a lot of things that do benefit from multi-core, from multiple cores. Like if you wanted to run a bunch of VMs or something, where mm. dual-channel memory might end up actually being a problem, or running out of PCI Express lanes, because if you've got all these VMs running, yeah. you might want to pass through devices. You might actually have a lot of things plugged in. But for the like the light workstation. You know, the, 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 the Uber workstation light edition. Yeah. This thing looks incredible and it games like a beast. Yeah. So I am pretty excited about that. That wasn't really in my notes. I was just kind of, this is At an the, extension of how happy I was in my review. Unlike the flip of the coin that I'll bring up is my processor would be very expensive, but it is also five generations old. And if I wasn't streaming, it has no problem with the new COD or okay. anything else. So yes. And my dad has a processor that is seven generations old and wasn't way too expensive when it came out. Actually, no, that's not true because he got an upgrade from, from you for doing the plumbing thing. So he's still running that processor. Ooh, okay, that was a while and ago. that's still usually just fine. Yeah, okay. Um, that's, it's not, so yes. he doesn't play the most pushing games, but it's, he doesn't have any problems with it. So that is an argument that you can make, is that <laughs> while AMD has certainly made great strides, yeah. a lot of what they did was make up for sitting on their butts for yeah. you know, the better part of a you know, decade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but and, uh, what's yeah. really cool is that Dr. Sue has, I mean, I don't want to use the word confirmed because CEOs have definitely made promises and not managed to deliver on them in the past, but has said that the next generation of Ryzen is going to come out next year yeah. and like first half of the year. Yeah. So not only have they made up for that decade of thumb sitting, they're like still going, if, if I'm at Intel right now, I'm like, I'm not freaking out. The thing you guys got to understand, Intel's this multi, just giant, multi-billion dollar company. And even if Intel's performance was half of AMD's, I don't think AMD has the fab capacity even to supply the entire computer industry with processors. So like Intel will have customers for a long time, no matter what, because 
AMD is relying not only just on a third party, so they're relying on TSMC to make their processors. So it's not just that, but also, it's also the fact that TSMC like has other customers. So they, they're not in control of their destiny, and their destiny is definitely not to have 100% of TSMC's output. So Intel's fab output, just from like a sheer, if you stop thinking about CPUs um, from like a, a passionate right. enthusiast perspective, yeah. and if you think about them as the commodities that they are for most people, if we're being honest, yeah. the, at the end of the day, if there's only so much rubber on earth, you know, Tire manufacturer B is always going to have customers to sell to as long as the Earth's demand for rubber exceeds the supply that tire manufacturer A can output, period. So it's not like Intel's in danger of going out of business or anything like that. But if I'm in the enthusiast division there, for example, I'm real upset because I'm yeah. going to start seeing you know, my quarterly sales bonuses drop and stuff like that. I mean, that's one of the ways that a company as large as Intel uh, manages to sort of not lose track of where their targets and where their goals are from like a, an individual business unit perspective is making sure that there's a carrot and a stick at sort of every different level, whether it's data center or uh, consumer or enthusiast or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, speaking of the sort of the bigger chips, uh, one of the big leaks this week was, of course, uh, MSI accidentally <sighs> confirming the existence of a Threadripper 3990X with 64 cores and 128 threads. Now, this was rumored already, and then I had kind of wondered if they were going to do it uh, because they launched the 24 core and the 32 core, which, from, as, from my perspective, were already so much. Uh, stronger than the 16 core on the AM4 platform that they could have they could have carried that platform on their own. I mean, from working at retail, the or not at retail because that implies I was like a salesperson on the floor, which I was, but this is not what I'm talking about. But working at a retailer in the product management side of things, what I can tell you guys is that you know, if uh, if Intel or AMD launches a platform, so here's your here's your motherboard, you know, Good, better, best from ASUS, MSI, Gigabyte, ASRock, blah, 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 et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And then here's this whole stack of processors, you know, like six different CPUs. 50% of the sales are usually like two boards. So whatever the standard ATX, yeah, like, yeah. decent one is from, you know, the vendor that's doing really well this generation, and then like the similar one from like one of the other vendors, and then your next one is going to be like a really solid board that's like MATX or something like that, um, and then the rest is like everything else is kind of like dregs, and it's the same over on the CPU side. There's one or two that clearly outsell everything else and are like 50 to 80% of the total sales for that entire platform, and then there's like everything else. So they so they build out this whole product stack in order to make sure that they are meeting the needs of a variety of customers. And then they, they balance which ones they're actually delivering to the market based on consumer feedback by intentionally, in a lot of cases, intentionally crippling yeah. chips that could have been something better and selling them as something lesser. And then, of course, that's where core unlocking and overclocking and like, you know, in graphics cards, you know, firmware flashing cards, yeah. for example, that's where all that Turning comes from. Turning them into other cards. Because back down to treating it like a commodity which is what all these companies are doing at the thousand foot level. Um, you might think as a consumer, well, that's crazy. 
Why would AMD take a, a graphics card that they could sell as a Vega 64 or uh, a CPU that they could sell as a 3950X? So these are both you know, top tier, fully enabled chips. Why would they sell them as a 3900X with only 12 cores, so you got four and four disabled, and, and then a, a Vega 56 with some of the functional units disabled? Why on earth would they do that? Surely they could get more money selling them like, like for that much. It's like, yeah. But there's a limit. There's a limit to the customers who are going to buy this. And you're better off capturing this customer than ignoring this customer. Um, and so a lot of the time, the yep. costs of a particular item end up blended, right? So they subsidize the cost of this one with like the extra money that they're making on this one. And as long as they're maintaining overall profitability and they're doing a good job of uh, maintaining their product stack in a way that kind of makes sense for consumers and retailers, then hey, it's all hunky-dory. It doesn't matter if they're only making 5% on this one, but making 28% on this one, as long as for all the Vegas or all the Ryzen's they're selling, they're making an average of you know like 15, 20 points or whatever yeah. the case may be. Uh, probably more than that now that uh, people actually want their chips, which is pretty cool. So I'm <clears throat> potentially thinking of upgrading next. I, I, I've been thinking about doing this system for a while. You're going to end up going AMD, aren't you? Which You're going to expect me to get a system for you and make a video about it, aren't you? Yeah. yeah I kind of figured that was yeah. kind of... Um, so I'm kind of thinking of sort of making like the, the a few years ago this would be really weird computer. Uh -huh. And I'm thinking of trying to wait until Intel drops a GPU. And then going really? AMD CPU, Intel GPU. The unthinkable computer. How interesting. I think it could be kind of cool. I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you can wait that long. Because yeah. you like game stream three times a week. And I you've mean, been playing nothing I but COD as far as I can tell, you boring I haven't for like guy. a long time because I like drank an insane amount of water before I came here and all this kind of stuff because I'm trying to not cough. I've been sick for like ever. Yeah, so I've been, been like basically weeks. not streaming for a very long time. But yeah, but it's generally COD. You will. Yeah. And then when it's time to stream, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's dead. Great. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that, it is a bit of a problem, but I don't know. I don't want to upgrade right now, so we'll see. Um, okay, the NZ Jester, Jester excuse me, brings up a really good point. Sometimes those components of the GPU or those cores on the CPU or uh, some of the cache, for example, um, is actually defective. Or sometimes... Yeah, it works, but it doesn't meet the thermal or power consumption targets, or whatever the case may be, or uh, you know the voltage targets, and that is why it ends up being a lower tier processor. You are 100% right. And if the company plays their cards perfectly, then they will have exactly the defect rate and exactly the pricing strategy that makes it so that the demand for those products exactly meets the defect rate and everything is perfectly balanced. But in the real world, what they usually end up doing is erring on the side of disabling good ones in order to make sure that they're meeting the market demand and trying to build as many good ones as they can versus building a strategy around them mostly being defective. Yeah. They're like, you're never going to get the exact perfect yields for the, the structure yep. and product stack that you want to have. Yeah. And so especially, it a little bit. especially as time goes on, like don't imagine for a second that once you know AMD designs the 3950X, they're just like, okay, well, good job, everyone. <laughs> uh, all the time, they are constantly tweaking and tuning and trying to get those yields up because the thing is, 
on a silicon wafer, the more usable chips they get, the less waste and the more profit they can get from that wafer. It costs, I'm not gonna say exactly the same amount, but it costs what it costs for each wafer, regardless of how many chips they get. So if you look at, I mean, a very extreme example of this would be something like a red camera, uh, where on a manufacturing wafer, they're gonna get you know however many sensors, but it might take them and I don't know what their yields are like. And you know what, for all we know, every single one of them is good and they're just marking them up because, ha <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll like ha <laughs> capitalism. Yeah, or whatever. Um, but odds are that cameras, for example, are so expensive because the tolerance to defects is so low because you, you can't have a dead pixel on a $20,000, $50,000 camera. Uh, so the tolerance to defects is so low, and therefore yeah. the yields are so low that they might, have to do, they might have to do multiple runs before they get a working freaking sensor. And so that's why a chip can cost anywhere from cents, you know, for something where you can put hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them on a wafer, you know, something like a, a motherboard chipset. And or, they're like all gonna come out just fine. Yeah. Because their tolerances are huge. Like, like a Bluetooth. Yeah. chipset or something stupid yeah. like that um, down to something that is you know enormous like uh, Nvidia's uh, the top tier Turing GPU it's a thing is freaking huge um, so so you can get some a chip that's like it's all fundamentally sort of similar it's a microprocessor but that costs anywhere from pennies all the way up to hundreds and hundreds or thousands of dollars when they're all made out of fundamentally the same thing, they're all just made out of glass, right? Um, all right, why don't we move on to our next topic here, shall we? Oh my god, it's flipped around. Someone in the Twitch chat just called me Alex. Oh, wow. No, this is not Alex, this is <laughs> Luke. You can tell from his slightly, um, hmm, wow, how can you tell? Both blue-eyed, both got kind of flippy hair. Uh, both kind of blondish, both facial hair. Ah, Luke's facial hair is darker. Oh. Well, that'll be your cue. Ah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Apple. They finally did it. They launched a 16-inch MacBook Pro with a new keyboard. That's actually the old one. That's actually closer to the old keyboard than it is Hooray. to the new keyboard. Um, all right, so Apple. Apple's just like... I don't get it. Apple saw the Sonic redesign and was like, we can do this too. <laughs> we can go back to what it was supposed to be. <laughs> I actually haven't seen that yet. I do need to look at it. Oh, it's way better. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's... That freaky weird thing Astronomically better. Super freaky yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, all right, anyway, anyway, back to Apple launching. So they did this weird thing that they do every once in a while where even though they actually just had an event a little while ago, and then pointedly did not announce a 16-inch MacBook Pro when everyone was kind of expecting it. They just like waited, what is it, a couple weeks, two or three weeks, and then just like... Did it anyways? Just quietly put it up on their website and were like, yep, so there's there a new computer. I, okay. Am I being unreasonable when I say that that really makes me mad? Because they would never launch an iPhone like that. Why is the Mac such a second-class citizen? That's fair. Um, I think, in a way, they knew this would happen. What would happen? I didn't need to raise my finger so people can see I'm pointing at the laptop. Oh, sorry. Um, no, it's fine, it's fine. I yeah, there it you go. Um, just, there would be articles made about it. We would talk about it here. Reviewers going to jump yeah, on but it. Then like, it's not going to launch silently. Why not launch an iPhone like that, then? <coughs> 
That's exactly know. my point. Like, why, why, why treat certain things like they are deserving of attention and other things like, I don't know, is it because, maybe Apple has like an, an internal formula that they use to determine whether they do a big launch event or whether they... Because like there's, there was stuff launched at their event that was more boring than this. I, and it totally. wasn't, it wasn't just the iPhone. Like, I know. Yeah. Well, no, no, they had a second <sighs> event since the uh, iPhone event. I, for, I forget what they even launched because it was utterly uninteresting. Um, I don't remember either. Why can't I? Not? Oh, AirPods. AirPods Pro oh. launched. Okay, they're really good. Okay, but they could have just bundled it with this. They, yes, but that's my point. Is they could have we easily have multiple announcements. Easily, like here's the thing, guys. I mean, they're working on something like a new MacBook Pro for many, many moons, many moons. For, for it's not like it was a surprise to them that like two weeks from now that this is going to be launching. It's not like they were like oh, are we going to launch this or are we not? Like when they're that close to release, when they can actually put it up on the website, they, they could have easily said, okay, availability in two weeks. Um, so anyway, it just outright replaces the 15-inch model in Apple's lineup because uh, basically it's just like less bezel, which is sweet. Cool. Uh, it replaces the justifiably hated butterfly key switch design with their old scissor design that's also found in the desktop magic keyboard. I Which was good. They brought back the escape key. To be clear, like I, I, when I was more in the keyboard enthusiast community, some people used to be into those Apple desktop keyboards. I didn't like it, but they were into it. And honestly, when typing on one, I'm like, okay, this is a good experience. I don't prefer it, but it is a good experience. And then they ditched it. It's so... Um, they added a 100-watt-hour battery, which is the maximum allowed on planes by the FAA, which gives the laptop 11 hours of battery life. The 15-inch had just 10. And you can configure it with up to 64 gigs of RAM, up to 8 terabytes of storage, oh my God. up to an 8-core Core i9 CPU and a Radeon Pro 5500. Can NVIDIA and Apple just bury the hatchet? Right. Are they ever going to? I think if they do, it would possibly require a new CEO. Not at NVIDIA, because that's... Never gonna happen. Um, well, someday it might have to. I, I guess um, not for a won't live a forever. While unless he can use AI GPU technology. AI inferencing to like, I don't know, <laughs> make himself. <laughs> you know, uh, with that leather jacket, he could be just super villain looking enough to do it. Yeah. You I should, could, you should figure it out. I could buy Jensen as a supervillain. Yeah. Yeah, I could get into that. I could definitely see that. He now um, like controls the tech in all the cars. So it um, starts at twenty four hundred bucks and goes up to six grand. Wow. Yep. That's a lot. That's uh, honestly with an eight terabyte high performance NVMe drive. Uh, that's a lot of it. That's fair. Because you got to remember, this is not. I wonder like, how much that exact add-on costs. Yeah, this is, uh, oh, it's like $2,400, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. over top of the base model. If and, I like, recall. you don't really need that. Uh, I don't, I can't. The vast majority of people are not going to need that. I have a hard time imagining, and I know I'm going to, someone's going to clip this, and they're going to, like, make me eat my words in 10 or 20 years, or whatever the case may be. The 64 kilobytes of RAM thing? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I can't imagine a reason to have 8 terabytes of storage on a laptop. Now. Maybe in the future. What for? I don't know. Honestly. But that's what, what for? That's what people would say so, so, way back. Okay, no, 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 no. COD, COD is 150 gigs. You're not playing COD on this. I'm just saying, file sizes increase. Right. It's a but, thing that happens. COD has gone up 3x in size in whatever many years. Which is spiffy. Good for you. <laughs> Go play your COD, you sword-wielding, shotgun-firing, 
<laughs> wanker. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. This is not a gaming device. I love that insult. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. It's not a gaming device. Yeah, okay. okay. But but data for media is also increasing. Barely. People are going to get into 8K. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. We are we are at the physical limit of what you can do with a cell phone camera. You can you cannot keep putting bigger sensors in them because no one, Apple included, is willing to make their phones larger. Yeah. You can't pack more pixels into them because there's no benefit. Not because you can't keep making lithography smaller. You, you, you might be able to. Are we currently doing simultaneous raw and not raw video? I know they're doing that with <sighs> photo. Okay, raw video, I guess. I'm just saying, there's like places things can go. But that is such a niche use case and there is no reason that that file couldn't be on external storage. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I definitely agree with that part. I mean, Apple is literally yeah. king of the dongles. Yeah. Like, storage dongle. There, there's no reason to have it internal, to have it potentially lost when your motherboard dies and your T2 chip makes it so that your, your data can't be restored. Yeah. Like, that is so many eggs in a portable basket. I yeah. just cannot fathom it. And I know there's going to be digital artists out there that are like, okay, well, what about if I want, you know, I work eight hours a day, entire scene and whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever else. I, again, I sure, I guess we can do that, and obviously Apple can do it. Um, for me, the magic number really was one terabyte on a mobile device. Yeah. As, actually, that uh, was probably before that. As soon as we hit 512, I was like, I like, don't you really should, crave more. Because like, I just yeah. brought up the argument if you work eight hours a day. And, like, I know an artist that works more than eight hours a day a lot of the time. Um, yeah. But they do like Photoshop single image th stuff, so yeah. theirs isn't that huge. Yeah. But even if you did video and video editing, yeah. Oh, I'm talking you more like you should be offloading your stuff. I'm talking about more like a 3D animation. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like you should be artists. offloading your projects. Like they shouldn't live on only your laptop. Especially with what, what we're saying. I th uh, yes, very soon. Especially with what a piece of garbage Finder is, yeah. and like how hard it is to organize things. Yeah. And you can do it, but be honest. Do you? <laughs> because if you are doing a proper job of organizing your digital life. <laughs> you probably aren't storing everything on your MacBook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, it's it, especially if it is for work, which yeah. is, I'm expecting that argument was gonna come up, which is why I addressed it. Especially if it is for work, yeah. because you don't want a single point of failure, you want like three. So you should be offloading this somewhere, and then that somewhere should deduplicate to other places and send it all over the world. Oh wow, basically. we have a new sponsor today. No. We don't? We've had these guys at least one time before. Really? Yeah, I was excited for them to come back. Oh, okay. Maybe you weren't on the show that time. Oh, I must not have been. There, I think it was James and I, actually. Comic Garage. Yeah. Comic Garage is the monthly comic book service. You can choose your favorite characters, and the Comic, comic Garage will curate a personalized box around your selection. You will receive 10 curated comics in their monthly super box, or 24 curated comics in their ultimate box, and you can even purchase character-only boxes if you prefer. Yeah, and they're like legit. Well, I wonder what kind of uh, preferences they assume that I have here. I am. I One am thing I liked as well is a lot of comic book people like the like the quality of their comic books to be nice and pristine. 
and they do the the actually nice cardboard box with bubble wrap, with wrap around that, with cardboard inserts, because these blue things are just like protector covers. Right. There yeah. you go. So I I I think that's pretty cool. Okay. So what are, what have we? Uh, oh, more protectors. So what do we got here? I think they're all like face in. Nope. Half of them are one way. Half of them are the other way. Because otherwise, think... one end would be bulgy. Yeah. So we've got. Uh, Oh wow, so these are like, Legit. oh no, this is not just like rando comics no. that they made. No. Okay, so we've got Daredevil, Fantastic Four, Hulk Wolverine. Batman, Robin, two different ones. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. Catwoman, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know this one, but JLA, Paradise Lost. You know, it's funny, with, with all the Marvel movies and stuff, it's like, I feel like a lot of people think that all of a sudden that they're like a Marvel enthusiast, when the reality of it is that the, the, the lore and the universe and everything goes so deep. Yeah. Like decades and decades of, of deep. Of just writing hard. Yeah. Multiple universes, all this other kind of stuff. So guys, check it out. Use offer code Linus to get $6 off your first box today. And it doesn't have to be for you. If you know someone who enjoys comics, Comic Garage makes a fantastic gift this holiday season. Uh, one of the things we've been trying to do with our kids is get them more into reading. And it's really funny. Um, I was talking to an educator who I happen to know is an extraordinarily conservative person to the point where they would have concerns about kids reading books about Halloween. Harry, Harry Potter, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. Not Halloween. Harry Potter. I'm talking Halloween. All right. Like Halloween That's, themed Bernstein Bears book is like. <sighs> but what they said in the newsletter was like, look, whatever I might think about whatever, the best book to get your child to read is, what they'll is read. one that they will read. That's a cool. That's a good. That's a respectful. And honestly, stance. comics were a huge part of me learning to read. For me, it was uh, not comic books. To be very clear, I'm talking. Like Calvin and Hobbes, Foxtrot, yeah. comics, like funnies. Uh, I wasn't that into comic books. I don't know where Archie falls. I think that would. Archie and Calvin and Hobbes like were a pretty big thing for me. Yeah. Another really big one for me, well, I mean, Harry Potter and The Hobbit. The Hobbit was really the one that, like, really projected me into my. So that's more of a novel. Adult reading. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was the one that made me go, like, okay, I'm interested in big books now. Yeah. Um, the show is also brought to you by Squarespace. Do you need yeah. to create a beautiful website without the hassle? Check out Squarespace. Their all-in-one platform makes it easy to get up and running quickly. They have award-winning templates, and you can use their plat. Oh, <laughs> they have award-winning templates that you can use as a starting point for a wide range of projects. And if you ever need additional help, Squarespace offers webinars, a full series of help guides, and you can even contact their 24/7 customer support via live chat and email. If you already have a third-party domain, you don't have to give it up. Just transfer it over to Squarespace. And you get e-commerce features to help you sell merch or services online so you can easily manage your inventory and orders. So go to squarespace.com forward slash WAN and get 10% off your first purchase. Finally, The WAN Show is brought to you by Private Internet Access. Go to lmg.gg slash PIA WAN and get private internet access today. Basically, it's awesome. PIA. PIA. Oh, also, we accidentally weren't streaming on... Um, <laughs> YouTube at the beginning of the show, so I should probably, no, I don't think that was your bad. I think it was, uh, no, no, that was me. I, I set that last week. Wait, no, I didn't. I don't know why it was set like but that. But I should check it. You know what? It doesn't I think it's because we used the other thing last week. Buy a pack of LTT underwear, a three pack of LTT underwear. I'm so sorry. I will put a different picture there. <laughs> um, uh, it's not much better. Here we go. 
There we go. Woo! Buy a pack of LTT underwear <laughs> and get an LTT water bottle for just 10 bucks with your order. So go ahead and add the underwear to your cart. Then uh, the water bottle will show up for, or add both of them to your cart, and the water bottle will show up for uh, $20 off. Actually, I think it's $9.90 because apparently yeah. discounts have to be done by percentage. Okay, it doesn't matter. All right. Uh, we've got time for one more topic before I, we have to. We started the show so late. And we also said we were going to talk. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, can Luke finish? Do you want me to do one more? Uh, yes. I can do Project Nightingale. Yeah. No, no, no. That's fine. Yeah. We really want to talk about the razor. You know what, Luke? I'll call you. <laughs> I, uh, Sweet. My okay. babysitter started totally super down. early today, and I totally forgot. So this is going to be something a little unconventional. Um, I'm going to call into my own show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So this is awesome. Darby. I'm gonna I'm gonna check the chat to see what people think about the how it sounds. All right, cool. I just need to find my uh, backpack and then I'm gonna I'll, I'll call back in. If you want to just start Project Nightingale without me, that's cool. Okay, I just want to see what chat says real quick. Uh, no one's saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not sure. Do we have a cardboard minus that we can put here? I wish. No, we had one before. The waifu pillow. Perfect. Okay. So I'm going to do Project Nightingale, I guess, before we do the Razer foldable phone. So Project Nightingale was uh, Google collecting the health records of 50 million Americans without their knowledge. A bombshell report by the Wall Street Journal exposed Google Project Nightingale, an initiative by Google to collect all of that stuff. The data includes names, birthdays, addresses, family members, allergies, immunizations, radiology scans, hospitalization records, and you know, all the rest of everyone's complete medical history. Uh, the data was provided by St. Louis-based Ascension, one of the biggest health companies in the U.S. in exchange for, you're not even on the phone right now, I don't need to do that, in exchange for secure management of patient data and, uh, and the provision of tools to improve clinical quality and patient safety. Google says the initiative is completely legal and they are also working on similar arrangements with dozens of other healthcare providers, also known as we don't care what you think, we're doing it anyways. Um, further, uh, bu 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 furthermore, Google says patient data cannot and will not be combined with any cons Google consumer data. But now, the U.S. government, specifically the Office for Civil Rights in the Department of Health and Human Services, is investigating Project Nightingale to ensure they're following regulations. This sounds really bad. Uh, the, the, these are the opinion notes, not the notes from the meeting, uh, but the opinion notes that I don't know who they were written by, this is not my opinion, says this sounds really bad on paper, but maybe we need a central database of medical information. It's better than waiting for doctors to send files directly to each other. And then the next note says, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, in my opinion, the worst that could happen is pretty terrible uh, because the second like insurance companies and stuff get a hold of this, they could change your insurance rates based on whatever the doctor says and they would have more leeway to do that kind of stuff. And I mean, you know, things leak all the time. And, and stuff. we already know that that is what's going to happen with this. Like, there's absolutely no doubt about it because, I mean, the insurers are using everything, you know, from profiling using uh, deep learning to, uh, you know, getting their hands on. Getting their hands on what? Style. 
Oh, there we go. Uh, to, to getting their hands on information about lifestyle, for example, um, in order to determine, you know, well, how, how likely it is that, you know, you're going to die or develop some condition or whatever the case may be, right? Exactly. I mean, any, any excuse to squeeze you and add more to your premiums. This is like the uh, the the DNA sequencing stuff, twenty three yeah. and Me or whatever it's called, and all those other things. There's a yeah. big reason to not do it, which is they sell all that information, so your insurance well, premium might go part, up immediately. The worst part of that whole situation. So we should probably do a quick recap for um, people who aren't familiar with those those programs. Do you want to talk people through it? I, I actually don't know it super well. All I know is that they do definitely sell that information. No, I just mean the basics, like what those uh, those DNA testers are. Oh, you like buy this kit, and as far as I know, you like spit into a vial thing, and then you ship it off, and then they send you information about like who you might be related to, and uh, what medical issues you might have, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. And these kits and the service are super cheap, yeah. like suspiciously cheap, to the point where... Um, it's pretty obvious that what they're doing is they're harvesting the data and they're selling it. And yeah. the worst part is that by participating in this, you're not only putting your own information out there and at risk of being obtained by someone you might not want to have it, you're also putting your family at the same risk. Because let's say, for example, that yeah. all of my siblings for a lark went on Amazon and bought a kit to test their DNA and submitted it. Now, all of a sudden, um, whoever buys that data can make a pretty darn good guess about me, even though I have never actually submitted any DNA for testing. Yep. Pretty lame. Sorry, give me one second. Yeah, so the, the worst that could happen is like it, 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 the, all your stuff could get sold. Um, I'm not necessarily against a, a central repository of medical information, but I think if that happens, it should be managed by the government, not Google. I don't know why anyone's yeah, okay with this. Yeah, the issue is like, how do we trust them either? That's like, true. It, it's, it's, this, it's this ridiculous situation we're in where, on the one hand, you know, I, I'm actually applying for life insurance right now. I'm going through that process at this time. And it was like... I also happen to be changing my family doctor right now. And it was just it was just baffling to me that one doctor's office had no way of getting my medical records from another one without it being faxed to them. And I'm like, what year is it? 1986? Like, I, what is going on here? But the flip side of it is that, no, in fact, this information is not available because if we stored it all online, then someone would take it. Yeah. Yep, that's very true. I don't know necessarily what they need to do, but uh, this doesn't seem like it. A new internet, okay? So get this. New dedicated fiber runs for secured data. They probably have that yeah. for certain military yeah. things. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, not, not just like, like, you know, I'm even... I, I'm, I have never specifically read about it or anything but i am so certain that they do that it's not, i'm not even going to guess at it yeah yeah um so like doing that for medical doesn't even seem like that much of a stretch to be honest um Cert certainly a big enough industry yeah exactly especially in the states okay yeah. we're moving on one more topic 
Motorola no, Razor. Exactly. Yep. Motorola Razor foldable phone unveiled. I'm just going to go through the notes quick and then I'll set you loose. Sure. It's been leaked to uh, high heck already, but Motorola unveiled its modern revamp of the classic Razer flip phone on Wednesday night. I will show it to you guys in a moment when I'm done reading the notes. It's got a 6.2 inch flexible display and a 2.7 inch secondary display visible when the phone is folded. So like the, the screen on the top. There's a Qualcomm Snapdragon 710, a mid-range CPU from 2018. 6 gigabytes of RAM, 128 gigabytes of storage, uh, 2510 uh, milliamp hour battery. It's USB-C based. Android 9 Pie. Apparently it's going to upgrade to Oreo later. No specific date. Uh, Motorola has apparently addressed the dust and debris ingest issues. And it's coming January 2020 for $1,500. I'll show it to you guys now and let Linus go ham. Well, you know, okay. The funny thing is, is I'm not even like a, a foldable phone hater. Like, I'm sure you could find people who yeah. think foldable phones are dumber than I think they are. And there's a lot of arguments to be made for why folding screen phones, particularly right now, just make absolutely no sense. Because compared to something like the latest iPhone, their water resistance, their dust resistance, their drop resistance, uh, the hinge on the uh, Galaxy Fold is starting to be a little bit wiggly wobbly. Not much, but like it's not perfect anymore. Like there's, a, there's so much to go on. I mean, there is a reason that for the longest time, the trend in mobile devices was towards making them have fewer moving parts, not more, and fewer points of ingress, not more. Um, but by and large, I really like the idea of something that it has a big screen, but then folds up small in my pocket where I get kind of lost on this one is that the unfolded screen isn't that big. Yeah. And I, I, I will throw them a bone here by saying that they, they fix the crease issue. Um, I, sure. the, this video doesn't have the animation for it, but there's a different video that shows like, uh, like a cut view of the phone unfolding and the way that they manage the fold is by like, they, they, it doesn't pinch at any real point. It just kind of curves even more. So when it gets unfolded, there's no crease. It's a very seamless looking screen. I think it looks fantastic in that way. So I want to make sure they, they have that bone thrown towards them. But yeah, all the other yeah. folding phones, you're like massively increasing your screen real estate. With this yeah. one, you're going from extremely little to an acceptably normal amount. Right, because to me, like the, the only reasons to change uh, the, the form factor of a device are for utilitarian. Not the only reasons. Okay, how do I explain this? The, the, the problem with carrying around a tablet is that you have to have a bag for it. Whether it's a messenger bag or a backpack, it doesn't fit in your pants. And then when you go down to a phone, it fits in your pants. So it's like, for me, device classes, rather than being defined by the diagonal size of their screen in inches or whatever else, are defined by how you carry them. And it was always, that was always my problem with the iPad. People were pitching it as like this mobile revolution. And I'm like, yeah, if by mobility, you mean going upstairs and downstairs in your house. Like for a while people were trying to do it, but it's, it's, a, it's a joke to, to, to consider an iPad something that you actually carry around with you every day. Just use a laptop 
Like, if you have actual work to do, you're using a laptop. And by the way, if you put, uh, uh, you know, a type cover on your iPad, it's a laptop. So, you know, you played yourself. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, so the problem that I have with a device like this is that it makes compromises and adds cost without changing the class of the device. So what a foldable phone like the Fold or the Mate X, I'm assuming, even though I haven't had it in my hands yet, but it's a similar concept, what those do (laughs) is they take a device that was previously too big to be carryable and make it everyday carryable. Whereas what this does is take a device that was already everyday carryable, even at its maximum unfolded size, and make it like a different shape everyday carryable. And to me, the wow factor is a thing. People saw the Galaxy Fold and they were like, oh wow, that's cool. Like they would strike up a conversation with me just randomly in my daily life. So that's that's something. But to me, that's not enough of a reason to spend $1,500 on new tier last gen hardware. I don't buy it. Yeah, yeah. Last gen hardware, uh, not having Oreo on it yet. There's, there's just some oh, things. Yeah. Mid-tier last gen software too. Yeah, there's, there's some things that just kind of seem a little weird about it that don't make me super excited. I actually kind of like the idea of an option for a much smaller in your pocket phone. Um, sure. I, I could see people going for that. I don't necessarily really care, but I could definitely see people going for that. But, but if you think about like the the, <coughs> the, the, the design trends of pants, for example is having something that's smaller in the X and Y dimensions, but thicker, actually yeah. easier to carry? Yeah, like probably not. having something slim is, is better for most pairs of pants, no? Would be for me, for sure. I also think a big drawback is it's 1500 bucks. Yeah. Like, it's really expensive. That's a lot. And I think there's going to be a nostalgia factor for people with just the name. But guys, you gotta understand, this bears about as much resemblance to the original Razer as like, I I don't know, how do I, how do I even compare this as like a, you know, a a modern Ford F-150 does to, I don't don't know. I was going to say a, a Durango to a Model T, but I don't. Sure. Yeah, fine. Fine. I mean, that's a Dodge, but who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. The point is that, yes, they're both cellular telephones i guess but actually yeah the durango example is perfect because motorola is not even it's it's, owned it's by not the, the same Mo- company yeah, anymore the, yeah the motorola brand is owned by uh, lenovo now yeah so like it's it's, it's, it's not, not the same, same people making it it's it's not, an extremely different phone in an extremely different era yeah they could have called it something else but they did this just to cash in on your nostalgia and you should try to evaluate the device as it is rather than what you sort of remember it maybe having been at a something time rose-colored. So, someone in chat said screen isn't going to get scratched in your pocket. I mean, it, it still has a screen on the one side. And when's the last time you had a modern phone screen get scratched in your pocket? Also, when's the last time you didn't buy a screen protector from Dbrand for like a few bucks? Yeah. Prism, go get it. Yeah. Like I, I, and even if you don't buy a D brand one, you can get hunts on eBay or like Deal Extreme or AliExpress for like literally like three dollars. The first thing I did with my Switch when I bought it was I bought a uh, like little temper glass screen protector thing to throw on my on my Switch. Um, that costs like 
almost nothing, and they they it was a pack of two just in case something happened with the first one. Yeah, like so for the price for the price of like a normal flagship phone, like a Note 10 or 10 Plus or like an iPhone 11 Pro or whatever, you could buy yourself a lot of screen protectors to scratch up. <laughs> yeah, just like a whole horde of them. And get modern hardware. Yeah. And another thing too, like here's another issue that I have. Like who are they targeting with this? Like if it's supposed to be, you know, your fashionistas, like with the original Motorola Razor where it was like a super trendy phone, um, those people take a lot of pictures and upload them to Instagram these days. That wasn't as big of a deal back then. I can guarantee you, I haven't, I haven't seen the phone. No one's seen the phone as far as I know. Uh, but I can guarantee you the camera on this thing sucks because Motorola hasn't made a single good mobile camera. And especially in a phone, in a form factor like this, where they're going to be more thickness constrained, I am not imagining for a second that the camera is going to somehow be you know, a, a paradigm shift, quantum leap forward for them. So that that's a huge problem to me. Yeah. So the customer? Random thing that I looked up, Pixel 3, <laughs> as a newer operating system and a newer CPU, uh, it has a little bit less memory, I'll give you that much. And it, I think you can buy it with the same amount of storage, but I'm not sure. That's 600 bucks. Uh, so you could buy one, and if the screen got s- scratched, you could just throw it away and throw buy, away another, and buy one another one and so still save money. 4? Sorry? Pixel 4 or Pixel 3? This is a Pixel 3. This is a Pixel 3, okay. Yeah. All right, then. So it's, it's one gen. Pixel 4 is a little bit too expensive. You'd still save a lot of money buying a Pixel 4. Uh, yeah, but you couldn't just throw it away when, you know, you don't like no. the color anymore or whatever. Yeah, but you could also just go to a shop and get the screen replaced for nothing. Yeah, um, well, there's that too. And save a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah, that yeah. is not... The, the that that is not a very relevant argument, I would say. <laughs> but I mean, the fact that we are the fact that we're down this rabbit hole, I think, underscores just the yeah, the kind of stupidity that we're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I might end up using the thing, and being like, "Well, this thing is like this thing is sick," but I doubt it. I feel like I genuinely feel like flipping it open is going to feel cool. Oh yeah, because I used to love feel like that. A badass. Yeah, I used to love my flip phone. A badass with no money and a last-gen phone. <laughs> yeah. More than last-gen. That's the thing. Is The processor yeah. on the Pixel 3 is notably better than this. It's, it's a generation beyond in Snapdragon architecture. Oh, that's right, too. And it's a high-end chip. Yeah. Woof. So we're mid-range and a generation behind last year's Pixel. All right. Like, what the heck, man? But yeah, I think that's it for the show. I'm going to cover right. Super Chats, because this is going to be the first time that I don't forget to do them um, nice. when I'm by myself. Uh, are you going to hang around for Super Chats, or are you going to take off? I'd like to hear Super Chats. All right, let's do this. Give me a sec. Da-da-da-da. This is so bizarre to me, calling into my own show. Hi, hi, uh, long time, long time viewer, first time caller. Uh, I- uh, someone asked, uh, is the Samsung CRG9 the best 49-inch gaming monitor? There are not a lot of 49-inch gaming monitors, <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to go with yes. Sure, yep. With that said, if you're willing to go 55-inch, Alienware has their OLED model. Oh. Here, here's so here's that. one that might interest you, Linus. Supcom Risk Map has been restored in the FAF vault. 
I am aware. So this is so cool. When I complained in the uh, data or the tech hoarders video about this map that I really wanted to play that didn't exist anymore, the original developer dusted off his code after I think an eight year hiatus or 10 year hiatus where it wasn't working and updated it. That's so cool, actually. Yeah, so he emailed me and let me know. And so I am I am waiting to try it. I was actually kind of hoping you and I could play it in the next little bit here. I'm it's down. It's really cool. I'm down. Um, da, 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 da. A lot of people sending money from their Google Opinions rewards. Thank you. Thanks, dogs. Yeah. Um, hey, guys from the UK. Love the videos and thanks. You and Luke got me into PC building. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the content. Do, 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 do. Apparently they're having issues with the Flowplane app for Android. There's lots of updates actually coming out very recently. Uh, they're taking a very long time to propagate. So like when we launch a new update, they, they don't all immediately go to your phone. And I'm not sure exactly how it selects it. It seems like it's supposed to happen in downtime, which is generally overnight. Uh, but we found that it's taking like many days to actually propagate updates to everyone. So I don't know, but it is slowly but surely sending these updates out. So eventually, hopefully, you'll get some updates that'll fix some things. Uh, Jaden's been hard at work fixing a lot of different bugs on the app. Are we gonna have an iOS app at some point? Yeah, he's actually also working on that right now. Okay, cool. Uh, da -da -da -da. I'm getting the Razer Core X and 2060S opinion, please. Um, neat. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It seems pretty pretty cool. If you want more graphics performance on your mobile device. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do do do. Shroud collab video when? Someone's asking. Oh, so soon. Um, shoot, I think it's in the next week or so. It's been a lot of work, guys, but it's going to be really good. Someone asked, hey, Linuke, I'm building a game dev PC. Should I wait for Black Friday slash Cyber Monday, or are they yes. likely to be out of stock? Blah, 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 blah. Short answer is absolutely. Um, also, I'm assuming Linus Tech Tips is going to have a Black Friday video? Uh, probably. I'm assuming we will, too. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily. Not always a guarantee, but yeah. Do, do, do. Sorry, I'm just skipping through some of these. Don't know who else to give these super chats to. Perfect. That's exactly what I want to hear. Um, hey, I was watching your 10 gig home network video. Congrats on the upgrade. Did Jake use shielded connectors on your Cat6A cable? He didn't mention the grounding wire in his mini tutorial. Um, no, I don't believe we did use shielded connectors. All right. Uh, hey guys, I built my first PC and ran Ida64 stress test. Ryzen 5 2600 plus stock cooler. PC turned off at 85 to 90 degrees Celsius. Is this normal? No, you should probably make sure that you uh, put thermal paste on your cooler. Yeah, and make sure you don't have like the little plastic thing covering the bottom of the stock cooler, if it is there. I'm not sure on that one in particular. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Legitimately enjoying your videos. Love how you've been a trailblazer, turning YouTube legit, respectable business. Keep it up. That was from Jordan. Thank you very much, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. 
Would you be okay with me making a fan game of LTT for my project in my game development unit? Uni. Uh, as long uni. as it's for like educational purposes only, I'm not going to object to anyone utilizing like you know our logo or our likenesses. As soon as you tried to commercialize it, I think we'd have a bit of a problem on our hands. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. <laughs> and I think like try to keep the integrity of the people in it. If you're using yeah. people, you know. Um, yeah. like make sure you capture Luke's full sex appeal, please. Per perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get the badonkadonk in there. Uh, Bronson Eagle says, love you guys. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Uh, Corey says, what happened to the team face pins? Oh, boy. They are all in a room. They're all sitting there. At, at our headquarters in little <laughs> velvet boxes. And that is a great question for Nick. You know what? If you want to put some pressure on him, you can uh, message the LTTstore.com um, support email and be like, hey, hey, Nick, what's up? Um, was just wondering what's up with the face pins. <laughs> I'd like to buy one. They're so cool. Oh, here we go. Okay, someone answered my question. He said, hey, Luke, the series with Kyle was called Stack Attack, and that's totally correct because you had this stack of cards that you could, like, play against the other person, then it gave them a handicap. Uh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, you guys should play Stack Attack. I actually really enjoyed watching those. Um, I don't know how well they did, so I'm not sure what the response to, hey, we should do Stack Attack would be, but yeah. Uh, $50 donation from someone named Very Unemployed, which is an interesting combination. Um, he says, as an architect and gamer, uh, 2080 Ti worth it, or should I wait for a price drop when the new models drop? Any advice? Uh, You'll be waiting a long time. I don't think we're expecting anything new from NVIDIA until sometime in the middle of 2020. So if you want to enjoy your graphics card for a little bit, uh, I mean, one of the best things to do is you buy whatever it is that you can afford to buy, and then you keep your eye on the news. You know, don't stop following the hardware. And then once the rumblings start to show up, you flip it, Use something, you know, you go back to your old card for a month or whatever, and then you get back, you know, 90% of what you spent yeah. on your 2080 Ti, <clears throat> and then you turn around and you put that towards a 3080 Ti or whatever the case may be. And if you do that every generation, you only end up losing about, you know, one card worth of overall cost every, you know, eight to 10 upgrades, which is in the long term a lot cheaper than you know, having it drop by 50% each generation or whatever the case may be if you're not staying on top of it. I mean, that's what I used to do when I was uh, you know, young and poor and stuff. And I, I think GPUs would probably especially be a good example of that, which is yeah. where, like, honestly, upgrading every generation but doing it with that proper cadence is very possibly a better way to do it than waiting the, like, three to four that most people do. Yep. Um... And if you buy used in the first place, then you lose less value on the flip. So I was super into that. Just going through more of them now. Great videos as usual. Is Secret Shopper dead, though? Secret Shopper is not dead. We aren't doing it this fall uh, slash winter, but we are hoping to bring it back next year with a uh, new secret agent and a new co-host. It, will it be, I don't know if you want to disclose this, will it be the same thing? Are you going to be buying full PCs from system integrators again, or are you going to be buying something else? Look, Spy, 
we are not giving you any hints as to our plans. So you can go back to your boss and tell them you have no idea. <laughs> awesome. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, Brendan Stubbs sent a ton of super chats, at least four, that all say this super chat is sponsored by Gamers Nexus. Okay, thank you, Brendan. Fantastic. I asked Steve about that, and apparently it was just like a lighthearted offhand comment. Yeah. And then he was quite surprised that so many of his viewers ended up in the LAN show dropping super chat bombs on that us. Light-handed, offhand, lighthearted offhand comments seem to be what the internet really loves jumping on so, top of. Speaking of lighthearted offhand comments, can we cause some chaos here? Like, a LAN show viewers, how about this? <laughs> On Steve's next stream, can you guys just pop in and be like The Verge sent us or something? <laughs> yes! Don't say LTT. Don't say can LTT. You please, can you please make him shout out The Verge? I would love that so much. Oh and my god. I would god. love it if he never figures out it was me. Yes. That would be amazing. You guys would totally make my Christmas. Oh yeah. That would be hilarious. <laughs> please do that. Uh, someone said, yay, money for Luke. That's not how this works, but thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, if you want to give money to Luke, you give it to him on his stream, which I think starts in like an hour and a half. Yeah, if I even do it, because I'm not sure how long my voice is going to hold up, but maybe. Um, loving the new hairstyle, Linus. I see you've gone Oh, right. You are now a broom with a sharpied face on it, by the way. Thank you. That's what I was going for. Lots of comments about the, the broom replacing Linus. Oh, wait, is that what's there? Yeah, there's a broom with your with a little smiley face on it. I'm not. Taryn did something. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. I thought they were just commenting on my actual hair. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, there's an actual, like, uh, like straw broom here. I don't know where he got it from. Sweet. Um... Someone's shouting out a game, but I, I've never heard of it, so I'm not going to say the name just in case there's something weird because there's a lot of weird games these days. Uh, are we going to have an LTT winter hat slash toque? We wanted to do one. We didn't get it done in time, and it won't be winter anymore by the time we could get something done, so no. Right. Makes sense. Maybe next winter. Super pumped for LTX 2020, living out our lives to be in the tech gods, tech geeks paradise. Heck yeah. Sweet. Um, is buying and selling used CPUs a thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think CPUs it's... CPUs almost never die. So, like, yeah. it's one of the safest components to buy and sell used. Yeah. Uh, even even motherboards, because motherboards do die. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you if you keep a relatively old motherboard for probably, like, roughly two, three generations and then try to flip it if it still works... Uh, you can make pretty good money because the yeah. CPUs will be more common and the motherboards will not. It's actually really funny because, like, motherboards have this weird value curve where they go way down and then way up. And it only started happening recently, like in the last five to six years, because CPU performance wasn't changing really dramatically. So there were all these old but, like, still perfectly good processors out there and no motherboards to install them in. Yeah. With that said, I think the way that AMD is pushing performance forward right now is going to mean a big drop-off in value for old ports. 
compared to what we've been used to seeing over the past half a decade or so. I think that makes sense. I think it might be stemmed a little bit by the, the software side not necessarily mirroring the performance improvement. That's fair. Uh, but the hype is definitely there. So I think yes. it will have at least a bit of an impact. Hype, 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 hype. Yup. Any update on the glow-in-the-dark... This is the last Super Chat. Any update on the glow-in-the-dark Constellations shirt experiment? I have washed it three times so far, and up until this point, I am pretty satisfied with the way that the glow-in-the-dark effect has remained on the shirt. Um, I will be giving it a little bit more time. Um, you know, I don't want to draw my conclusions too early because if we're going to change something as beloved as Constellations, we want to make sure that we're changing it for the better, but right now it looks promising. Um, da, 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 da. Sorry, I lied. There are more Super Chats. The, the Super Chat window was like glitching out and wasn't showing them all. Um, and I'm definitely going to end here, though, because I have to go home eventually. Uh, but Ryan, <laughs> there's, there's two more. Ryan says, uh, Linus, I need a new pair of sandals. What do you recommend? Uh, oh, man. So usually I wear Echoes, but my last pair of them, honestly, not that great. Um, actually, wait, hold on. Yeah, these are Echoes, too. Yeah, no, my last pair of them is not that great. Like, the uh, the flaps when you're closing the top one um, get, like, kind of folded over each other and stuff when you're doing it up a lot of the time. It wears it out faster. Um, uh, That's Echo as an ECCO, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a solid recommendation, to be honest. I mean, let me just see. I think I still have my... My old pair that lasted a lot better. I'm trying to figure out what model it is. It's hard to say. Um, powered by Receptor Technology. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how, how, how hard is it for shoes to just, like, have a proper model name on them? Yeah, shoe models are rough. Sometimes I think Nike does okay with it, but... Yeah. Um, okay, and then one. the last one is, Luke, this money would be yours if your PC could handle streaming. Oof. Oof. Just oh, wow. shots fired. I think that's what the kids call a big oof. Shots fired. <laughs> but okay, guys. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, we'll see you next week. I'm going to roll the intro. I can't believe how random this was. <laughs> Someone brought, like, the world's tiniest Apple box, which is some Ikea thing, and I stacked that with uh, the, the the comic book box on top of it and then put the phone on top of that. Was the audio okay? Um, no one's really complaining, so I think it's not great, but it's, like, fine. PIA! Squarespace! Comic Garage! Alright, thank you guys. See you later.